Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 292. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. So today we have with us Michael Hudson. Michael Hudson is a coach, a speaker, he's an idea junkie, and he's the creator of Vision Speaker System, a proven process to help leaders deliver dynamic presentations to communicate change. He shares his insights from working with over 2,500 businesses over the past 30 years, ranging from academia, finance, small business, and politics. At the heart of it all, he's a teacher, he's a coach, and he's an idea junkie that loves to help entrepreneurs and leaders just like you do work that matters. Let's welcome to the show, Michael Hudson. Thank you, Kelly. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. Well, I know that you have so much value to share with our listeners. So you've ridden the anxiety-filled, stressful roller coaster of revenue uncertainty. You've had a long and successful career in a variety of different industries, from teaching to entrepreneurship, and you have some really important lessons, I think, in, in centering and focus that can help our listeners today to get more clear on how they're bringing their message to the world, how they're they're positioning themselves, and maybe what some of the things that have been presenting, preventing their success have been. So, um, Michael, how did you determine that you really needed to help entrepreneurs with that specific aspect of building their business? Well, Kelly, I've, I've had the privilege for over 30 years, as much as it pains me to say that, (laughs) (laughs) of of working with a wide variety of people, entrepreneurs, small business people, government exec agencies, you know, corporate executives, nonprofits. And there's always this one thing that's missing. It's that they are so inconsistent in most cases when they try to tell people what they actually do. They fail to answer what I believe is question one. What's the problem you solve for the people you serve? And that sounds like a really simple question, Kelly, but you go get on the elevator today at an entrepreneurial or small business conference and you ride that elevator all all day long and you ask 100 small businessmen or entrepreneurs or small businesswomen to answer that question, most of them can't give you a good answer to it. No, you're absolutely right. I, I, I see it a hundred percent with the with the clients that I interact with when they first come to me as well. And I think, you know, online I, I share this in our pre-chat before the interview. And you know, it's amazing because, you know, you see an entrepreneur one day they're this and then the next day they're that. And you're like, wait a second, <laughs> what business are you in? Um, so what are the risks, Michael, um of of positioning yourself differently and not having a clear message that you're communicating. Well, you know, Kelly, the first risk is to you. The first place your message has to get communicated every morning in a consistent manner is into your brain. Mm -hmm. Because trust me, you know this, every one of us has that little devil sitting on our shoulder whose primary job is to tell us all the reasons we can't do the very thing we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. When you keep confusing that message, as Donald Miller says, when you confuse, you lose. When you keep confusing that message, you're giving yourself all you give yourself permission to do is to keep floundering because, and, and Kelly, you know, let's get to the real reason. You know this as well as I do. The reason this happens, nobody wants to disqualify anybody because they're afraid that person might become a client or they might buy their product or they might invest in their service. 
Well, you know very well, you just did a great launch of your new product. Anybody who watched those videos knows whether that product is for them or not, because you have disqualified the people for whom it doesn't fit. That's the only way you grow a business. Mm -hmm. But everybody's afraid to do that. Well, they might hire me later. No, if they don't like you now, they're not going to like you later. And I don't mean like in the personal sense. I mean that they don't see you as the person who does what? Solves their problem. Right. Right. I I love the way that you put that, Michael, actually, because, you know, my first go to is always, you know, if your market is confused, they're not going to buy, which Mm -hmm. obviously that's true, too. But I love what you just shared. And I've actually never heard anyone share it that way of how much it actually hurts your ability to move forward productively because your own mind is confused. You don't you're not owning it. You're not saying I am this. This is who I serve. This is how I help. This is the difference I'm going to make for them. So then it's impossible to bring that out and, and help other people with that same thing. So that, that's a really interesting perspective that you just gave everyone to think about. Well, when, you know, when we think we can do everything, what we're doing is guaranteeing we do nothing well. Mm-hmm. Every one of us has certain gifts and talents. And, you know, that may sound biblical to some, and if it does, that's fine, <laughs> you know, but we do. And we know what we do best and what we enjoy. Successful businesses are grown when we connect what we do and enjoy with what solves a problem for some audience that we can identify and that we can, when we first engage in conversation with them, make the ones who want to work with us and know we can help them raise their hand and beg us to give them more and make other people walk away. Because if everybody's interested, then nobody's interested. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, recovering from, from bright, shiny object syndrome, because, you know, it's not just that we're constantly wanting to go down different paths with our business and reposition, reposition, reposition to serve as many people as possible, which leads to no one seeing us as an expert because we're not an expert because we're all over the place. But beyond that, this bright, shiny object syndrome, which everyone is aware of and, and everyone is, is guilty of it in some way, shape or form. How do you recover from that? Well, you know, bright, shiny object syndrome has another problem, right? We look at the brightest and shiniest object, and we want to become that right away. When in reality, that object was something that someone's worked on for 10, 15, 20 years in some cases. You know, and so we start comparing ourselves, and then we give up because we can't get there fast enough. You know, the best way to recover, from my, in my perspective, from bright, shiny object syndrome is pick the one thing. You know, pick the one thing that you know you can do better than someone else. Focus all of your energy on that and say, okay, how can I go generate revenue, build a business, serve people doing this one thing? Mm -hmm. You know, in my case, the one thing I finally admitted to myself after years of wearing a mask and a suit and pretending to do other things (laughs) is that I'm a communicator. You know, and, and I always didn't, I didn't always feel comfortable Kelly saying that because I kind of felt like, well, that's just kind of, you know, frou-frou and people think it's not important. Well, you know what? Last time I checked, everybody in the world of business was people and people interact by doing what? Communicating. <laughs> so it is the most important skill, you know, whether someone wants to poo-poo it or not. And so getting real with myself and saying, that's what I do and focusing my business there just completely changed my business. And it even redirected the work I had been doing to a more powerful place, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And let's talk a little bit about that because your business evolved into really focusing in on the power of personal story and the lessons learned and how that can impact and serve the people that you most want to touch and help. Now, 
I think that that's a very, that, that strikes a chord with people because, you know, in our world of Instagram and Facebook and social media and everything else, people, it, it's very hard for people to reveal themselves. It's very hard to people to show themselves the painful parts, the failures, the setbacks and, and all of that. So how do you help people to find a way to share their story when maybe they feel embarrassed or ashamed of that story? You know, Kelly, that's an outstanding question, and it is certainly the most difficult part of the work, you know, but we have to get comfortable with the lessons that came from our story, you know, and that may sound like a platitude, but it's not. You know, if you look back on your life, there are positive moments and there are negative moments, and all of those shaped you. And the reason they shaped you is because they taught you a lesson. And what I have discovered, and probably your audience will relate to, and you probably can too, Kelly, most of the time, the most valuable discoveries didn't come from the positive experiences. They came from the negative ones. But the positive ones would never have been possible had I not had the negative ones. Absolutely so, agree with that. Absolutely. You know, so so where, where I start people is map your life. Simple exercise. Take a sheet of paper, draw, turn it, you know, landscape it. Go draw a horizontal line across the middle. Put your birth date on the left-hand side, the current date on the right-hand side. And then go across that timeline and put lines above there for the positive experiences, below there for the negative. Make the most positive experience a longer line, the slightly positive ones shorter lines, and do the same for the negative. And then identify the top five above the line and top five below the line and ask yourself, what did I learn from these? Mm -hmm. Because if you take that approach, Kelly, you take the emotion out. You take the pain out. Because now you're looking and saying, what did I learn from these that I could use to help someone else? What have, I, what have I picked up in my journey that only I can share with other people? And see, when you walk in and become vulnerable, authentic, and real and share that kind of stuff, you connect at a whole different level. Yeah. You basically earn the right to help the person because they know you get them. You felt their pain. You've been there too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. So – you know, when someone is hearing what you're saying today, which is is so true and it's such deep work and it's so important because, you know, those people that also suffered from that same thing or went through that same thing that you did, um, it, it probably, because they don't realize the power, what I always say, I say this to my mastermind members all the time, that you your disadvantage is your advantage in life. Mm -hmm. Whatever went wrong is actually the thing that gives you your greatness. And it's kind of similar to what you just shared. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, what, what's a way to get started that maybe is like you, how do you, how do you help people to get started sharing something that they previously were really trying to hide or, or, or not comfortable with in order to connect with those people that are suffering or have been through that same thing so that you can actually connect deeply with those people you're trying to help. Cause obviously if the people that you're trying to help don't know you went through that, it's impossible yep. for you to help them. Right. Yeah. And, and Kelly, I think the secret here is this, you don't share it with them in a chronological step-by-step -step, blow by blow approach. Mm -hmm. You know, you have, you, you have to go through and go through that exercise we just talked about of drawing the line, mm -hmm. then say, what are those things? And then say, okay, what are the lessons now? Who would that lesson have relevance to? You know, and that's a lot of the work that I do with my coaching clients and in my mastermind, my people in my mastermind program and so forth is what is that lesson? Who's it going to help? You know, and you know who it's going to help because you know how it helped you and yes. you know where it helped you. Yes. You know, and, and granted, there are times here, Kelly, you know, where this can be very difficult. You know, I, I have a, you know, I've got a blog post on, or a, a podcast episode where I talk about the five critics you've got to silence, mm -hmm. you know, and, and for some people, myself included, 
one of those critics is having been sexually abused. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm not a therapist. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not giving advice in that context. But here's the reality: what that probably did to you was made you feel devalued. Mm-hmm. Now, somewhere in your life, if you're in a position where you're listening to Kelly's podcast and this is something that interests you, is getting your own business started and so forth, you have made it past the the harshest struggles of that problem, and you're ready to go do something. What you're probably doing, though, is hiding, right? You're not letting anybody know that because you don't want them to know because that's a weakness you feel inside of yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that for years, Kelly. I, I literally, as I refer to it, I, put, I literally put on the suit and I wore this invisible mask where you never saw the real me. Right. You saw the person who I thought I was supposed to be. Now, what sucks about that is you can be really successful doing that. Mm-hmm. What hurts about that is it hurts inside. Right. And and it's keeping you from forging real connections, you know, and in businesses like we're in and the world we're in today, that real connection is what opens the door to transformation. You know, and I'm sure you're in the same world I am, Kelly. Your goal is to transform people's lives. Exactly. And I can't transform your life if we're not being 100 percent honest with one another. Right. For a long time, I would never mention what I just mentioned. Right. Because I thought people would feel manipulated, manipulated, excuse me. I thought they would feel like I was trying to, you know, pull on their emotions. Well, you know what I discovered when I got comfortable sharing that story? And again, not in a chronological blow by blow detail, but it's almost like it, it's not a throwaway comment, but you know, it's two or three sentences. It's just not mm-hmm. 10 paragraphs. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you watch people in the audience and I watch people in the audiences. They do three things. There is one group of people, Kelly, who put their arms around themselves and almost hug themselves. They cross their arms and you can just tell they, they feel the pain because they've been there. There's another group who suddenly cannot look at me. Everything else in the room becomes much more important to look at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then there's the third group who stare at somebody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and what I've concluded is the third group knows the person has the problem, knows the person needs to deal with it. And somehow they think they can telepathically get me to fix that person. You know, the ones hugging themselves Either they know someone, and more often it's that they know someone, it's not themselves. The ones looking at the floor, it's them. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have the people come up after a session. I'll give you a specific example if I can indulge this line of conversation a bit longer. Yeah. I have a client I had worked with for 10 years. And literally, there were this one person was in the group the entire time, and there were several in the group the entire time. And I spoke at their all staff, and I shared that story of, you know, being molested and how that, how, you know, and the lesson that actually taught me was it led me to story, which led me to everything I do in my life. So there, there was power in that, that ultimately came out of it. But when I shared that and how I was petrified to speak in public as a result of it, because the person who molested me said, if you ever tell anyone, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Now as a verbal processor, Kelly, I shut down. I wouldn't step on a stage. I wouldn't step to the front of the room. If they said it was show and tell day in school, I begged my mother to let me stay home sick. <laughs> I didn't tell her why because I just couldn't do it. But when I, when I shared that part of that story, I'm watching this one person who, who seldom has spoken up in the engagements I've done with these guys for 10 years. And I see her wiping tears. And she comes up afterwards and she says, you know, that story you just told, um, that's my story. She said, you notice I don't talk very much. I said, yes, because it's the same exact story you just told. Wow. Now, when you make that connection, number one, you, you realize you fulfilled the purpose, right? You've right. done what we care about, just right. transform. And here's the fascinating thing, Kelly. I went back there six months later for my next interaction. 
And she wasn't the dominant person, but all of a sudden she's now speaking comfortably in the group. And, and the thing, and I share that story, not because it, Michael did a wonderful thing. It has nothing to do with what I did, but it's an illustration that when you get real about who you are and you let people know, you close the distance between you that they think is there. And all of a sudden you can change a life in an instant. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, if you can do that, you know, you suddenly realize bright, shiny object syndrome is no fun. <laughs> Yes. That doesn't change lives. This does. Yes, yes. So, and and I and I think there's so much power in recognize the importance of changing one life. Yes. I think that as entrepreneurs and in the society that we live in, we're we're always looking at like volume. We're looking at thousands. We're looking at number of followers and number on the email list and how big is the launch and the you know this and that. And and I think the power of changing one life is is such an important core value in yeah. what your business is all about. Because if you are always focused, and, and I say this all the time, if every podcast episode that I do touches one person, changes one life, someone does one thing differently that day, I fulfilled my goal, that I fulfilled my obligation, I fulfilled the reason why we do the show. And and I love that you're bringing that up because I think people are are missing the point many times because they feel the pressure of volume instead of yeah. the power of purpose. Yeah. Yeah, we we think it's all about numbers and numbers matter, but numbers aren't the key driver. Mm-hmm. The key driver is impact. You know, if you're creating impact for people, guess what? You're going to be being compensated for it yes. and build a good business. Yes. yes. It's when you're not creating impact that you end up spending all your time chasing numbers. Yes. 1,000%, 1,000%. And I forget who I heard the quote from uh, the other day, but they said, you know, the number of people, the world pays you in direct correlation to the number of people that you impact, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe that is absolutely true. Um, yeah. Going back to the power of story, which which after you had this breakthrough and began to share your story, it then became the centerpiece of your work. And now you help other people to share their story and build a successful business around it. I think there's been a huge shift in marketing, in sales, in yeah. business building over the last five years where story has really taken the center stage. And yes. I, I think you know, dating back five or 10 years ago, uh, there was a lot of pressure on the entrepreneur to try and look professional, to look bigger than they are, to seem like they were a corporation. And and now corporations are hiring consultants to te- teach them to walk and act and function more like entrepreneurs, right? Yes. So the tables have turned and yeah. that pressure to be professional or look or act a certain way has really gone away. And, and it's almost like that sterile uh, mm-hmm. it actually hurts you so much more, right? Yeah. And it, it's now story that's at the center. So can you give our listeners some, some exam- examples or maybe trigger points on how you pull story out and how you communicate your message? Because I think that's, that's a struggle sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to use the power of story when you're trying yeah. to share what you do or how you help people or, or market a new product or program. Kelly, I think you're 100% right. And, you know, the challenge, what makes it hard is we think our story is everything. You know, when you read a great mystery novel, what's the reality? They don't fill in all the blanks, do they? Mm -hmm. They leave blanks in your head for you to fill in. You know, fundamentally, our success in any business endeavor is going to be determined largely by our ability to join the conversation in the person we're serving's head. 
the questions and debate doubts that they're having, you know, so we put fancy colors on it. Well, I was a little bit, you know, I, I felt held back. No, I felt abused and devalued. <laughs> You know, when I say that, you know what I mean. When I say I felt held back, you're trying to fill in the blanks in a way that makes no sense. You know, this, the whole point of story is to make it connect at a real level, you know, and, and we go back, Kelly, kind of cycling back to our starting point of the conversation. People don't want to use a defined story because they're afraid they'll exclude people. Well, you're wrong. Mm. That's what pulls the right people in. I love that. Yes. Yes. You know, so, so you get, you get started by saying, you know, it, it goes back to that. What were the lessons? But then you say, how do I share that story in a way that connects? And, you know, the easiest way to start that, Kelly, is talk to people you know that you trust. Right. You know, the people who love you that are your friends say, right. just tell them the story. Don't say, hey, I'm going to I'm thinking about doing this with my business. What do you think? Just share the story mm-hmm. over coffee, you know, at dinner, at lunch, wherever, on a bus, you know, wherever you happen to be. Share the story and get comfortable sharing it. You know, for some of us, the first place we need to share the story is we need to go pay a counselor and share the story with them. Right. right. Because this is like any other story. If we don't get comfortable yeah. in our own head, it doesn't yeah. roll off our lips. Yeah. Second, second tip I would give everybody is this. Go to, go to Google and search log lines, L-O-G-L-I-N-E-S, and look at log lines. Movies are sold based on a one to two sentence statement that tells the entire story in one to two sentences. And if you search log lines on Google, you'll come up with a site somewhere that says best log lines or best log lines for movies or whatever, you know, and you'll see the Godfather described in two sentences. You know, you'll see every movie you've ever seen and, you know, just go to the current movie listings and look at that two sentence description. The point being, what's your two sentence description of what that experience you had taught you and where it led you in your life? If you work on writing those two sentences you're going to get that story honed down to where it needs to be. Does that make sense? Uh, I love that. That's such a great tip for people because I think, yeah, I think that's what, you know, that's a struggle for sure. So thank you for that. I I think that's amazing. And, And where and how do you recommend that people begin to integrate story into their communication as a business owner or leader? Where do you think is the right or best place to start? Every communication you ever have, Kelly, and here's the point. Go back to that, what's the problem you solve for the people you serve question. Example, I'm talking with a landscape contractor recently. Now, he has just purchased a series of, you know, 12 weeks of his appearing on their talk radio show on Friday mornings that's done at a local place. I ask him what he's going to talk about. Now, you know what he told me, Kelly. Well, I'm going to talk about the fact that we do hardscapes, we do grass cutting, we do installations, we do this. I said, you know what? There's nobody who wants that. No. No. I don't have a problem of, <laughs> right. my God, my life would be great if I had a hardscape. Yes, 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 yes. But here's the problem I do have. I have four grandchildren between the ages of two and ten. I want to have special moments with them when they come visit me. So when the guy says to you, what do you do? I say, we create special moments for families around the fire pit in the evening. Yes. Now we have yes. a story. Now we have a path to go. Now I care. By the way, that little piece of advice is probably going to cost me $35,000 to install a hardscape with a fire pit. 
<laughs> yes. No, but that is brilliant. That's exactly what I think our listeners need, Michael, because that that's the bridge that people need to need to cross in order to connect with people and move them. And I hear from people every single day, you know, people don't want to pay my price. They don't, you know, I'm getting money resistance. I'm getting pushed back, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I'm always saying it's, you know, there, there's, there's a disconnect in what you're sharing and how you're presenting yourself. And that's, that's the perfect example that you just gave on how it's to never, that it's bridge. never about price, right? It is exactly. never. It, it is about value and your ability to show. If you and I met in, let's say we were at a conference, Kelly, and we're in the elevator riding down, and so you do the thing, you read my name tag, and you say, so Michael, what do you do? And if I said, well, I'm a keynote speaker, we're nowhere. Conversation's over. Right, exactly. Cool. If I, if I said, I help experts get off the random revenue roller coaster. Now, if you're riding the random revenue roller coaster, you're in and you want to know more. Yes. Yes. If you have no idea what I just said, you're done right. and that's okay. Right, right. I love but I just that. brought a little bit of story in, right? Because the, what story does is it moves people emotionally. You know, all of what we're talking about is one thing. Connect with them emotionally in a way that shows them the transformation they can achieve when you help them solve their problem. Beautiful. So our problem is the grandkids come down, they get bored, we need something more exciting and entertaining for them to do so we can create some memories. Well, a fire pit and making s'mores is a great way to do that. So if you're the landscape guy and you're selling fire pits, tell me about the experience I'm going to have. Then I'm interested in the fire pit. Tell me you install fire pits. And it's like, well, why do I want a fire pit? And now we're having a whole different conversation. It isn't about story. I'm not interested and I'm walking away. Outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. That This is such a valuable episode. I cannot wait to share this because this is what entrepreneurs need to hear and understand. So thank you so much. So I know there's people listening, Michael, that are like, wow, this guy could really help me. I need more of this. Where do I go to get more? Where do I get more Michael Hudson? Well, Kelly, the, the easiest place for them to go is to michaelhudson.com slash unstoppable. That is the uh, page we set up for your podcast. And, you know, the first way they can get started if they're interested there is they can click a button and schedule a 15-minute message makeover call with me where we'll talk about what their story is, where it is, what it needs to be, and how they can make it better. And in 15 minutes, I can do an amazing amount of work to help somebody uh, get a jump start. That is fantastic. So that is michaelhudson.com forward slash unstoppable. You guys heard it here. The power of story, the power of the transformation that comes when you tap into your own story and when you get clear on the way that you serve people and the difference that you make for them. And Michael gave you some beautiful examples on how to do that. So thank you so much, Michael, for everything that you shared today. Thank you. It's been my privilege and I'm really delighted that uh, it's going to help your audience. Absolutely. So for all the listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you so much for giving us your earbuds today. I want to make one recommendation before you leave us, and that is if you know just one person that Michael's story could help make a positive impact on, make sure you share this episode out with them because sharing is absolutely caring. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.